0: glad to see you all here today are you glad to be here yeah Yeah. you just love to praise the lord don't you all right can't hear me oh my uh i don't know what to do about it hello i don't know if louder will fix it or is it just in the mic do you think can you hear just barely okay all right all right well, I'll, I'll do my best to talk clearly, okay? <clears throat> By the way, today we have a conservative majority in the Supreme Court. Anybody got some praise about that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're very, very grateful. And I got a feeling that a lot of you were praying about that. I know several of you were. and oh, we were entreating God. We, we want to have the Word of God to be the basis of this nation once again. And it seemed like a long way off, but guys, yesterday was, or this last week was a step in that direction. So, what if we took a little test? Uh, James McDonald? if anybody listens to James McDonald last week he gave us a little test, and it bothered me. I didn't like what my answer was. So let me ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10... Would you rank your love and your commitment to Jesus Christ? Now, to get a picture, let's have Paul be a 10. All right? Rank what you think your love for Jesus is, what you think your commitment to him is. And let's do an arrow by a 2. Like, you could be a 6 and rising, or maybe you could be a 4 and falling. Where are you right now in your love for Jesus Christ? You think at this moment that it might be a really good time for us to have a passionate love for Jesus? I believe it will. And do you know who can help you with that? Do you know who can? The Holy Spirit. That's who can help you with that. That spirit that dwells within you that you got when you received Christ Jesus and who has dwelt in you ever since, that's who can help you with this. You know, I'm just i thinking, I bet David's mouth hung open as he watched God take him from a pastor to a palace, and he knew it was God doing it. And here's what we know about David. David grasped how much God could love him. He he got it. We see it in his Psalms. I think most of us never have any idea of how much God loves us, but, but David did. How did he get it? Well, you remember when Samuel anointed him as king when he was just a young teen? It says there that the Holy Spirit came and dwelt in him and stayed. That's what it says, just like we have the Spirit in us. And so what happened was Samuel said, Okay, David, you're going to be a king. Now go back to your sheep. And David went back, but something was new in him. He was filled with the Spirit of God. And he looked up in the skies and he saw the firmament and he, he, he understood, God, you're, you're magnificent. And then he saw God's care for him and how he loved him. And he said, God, you love me. You love me. And he began to write about it. He was so amazed at how much God loved him that he said something like this. He said, God, you're my shepherd. He knew what a shepherd was. And he said, God, you're mine. You must really love me. I don't think I will want for a thing for the rest of my life. He, he got it. God, you're going you're gonna to let me lay down in green pastures. I'm, you, you lead me beside still waters. God, you, you just keep restoring my soul over and over. He's out there by himself, and he sees how much God loves him. And he said, you will lead me on paths of righteousness. And God was so happy to do that for him. And he understood, yeah, I'll have some valleys to go through. But if I go through the valley of the shadow of death, God, you love me, and you're going to walk with me. He got it. Your rod and staff, even that that protection and that punishment, they're going to be with me. And not only that, you're going to prepare a table before me right in the presence of my enemies. Did that happen? Yeah. You anoint my head with oil. He'd been anointed with the Holy Spirit, but God, God cared for him in a very special way. And he just said... You prepare this table, and then my cup runs over in front of my enemies, and they see. And you know what else, God? I think this. I think that surely goodness and mercy are going to just follow me around all the days of my life. Now, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that God loves you like that? David got it, and it was a beautiful, life-changing thing for him. And David was not. Now, here's something I hope will make sense to you because it's I think it's a big deal David was not just saying God I love you I love you I love you we say that a lot to God David was saying God you love me you love me you love me do you hear the difference in that do you hear the difference how long has it been since you've been on your knees and affirmed oh God you love me Thank you for the things that you do for me, even in, da- even in valleys. God, you love me because it's not our love for God that is the biggest deal. It is God's love for us, and that makes things different in our life and the way we feel about God. Uh, David was looking up in the sky and marveling at the creation, you know those Psalms, <clears throat> but he knew it was God. And he sang about his love. God, David knew that God was constantly loving him and watching over him. But one of my favorite, favorite psalms is where David is saying, God, I know what you know. You know everything about me. You know things about me that I do not yet know myself. You know what's going to happen to me. And he said it something like this. He wrote, Oh, Lord, you've examined my heart. And you know everything about me. You know when I sit and when I stand. When far away, you know my every thought. Are you amazed at what I'm saying here? You chart the path up ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment, you know where I am. You know what I'm going to say before I say it. You both proceed and follow me and lay your hand of blessing on my head. Every moment every moment. This is too glorious, too wonderful to believe. I can never be lost to your spirit. I can never get away from my God. If I go to the place of the dead, you're there. If I climb the mountains to the heights, even there, your hand will be with me. And he said this, I love it. He said, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit them together in my mama's womb. Isn't that something? Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. It's amazing to think about your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. You were there when I was being farmed in utter seclusion. Now listen, now listen. You saw me before I was born. You scheduled every day of my life. Every moment is written down in your book. How did David know that? How did he know that? How precious it is, Lord, to realize you're thinking about me constantly. I can't even count how many times a day your thoughts turn toward me, and I wake in the morning, you've still got me on your mind. Do you hear it? David was saying, you love me. You love me. Do you think it made David different? Yes. We can say we love God, but when we realize God's... Well, let let me take it this way. Let me take it this way. It's shocking how much Paul was opposed in his ministry Paul loved but the hatred toward him was absolutely amazing the Pharisees followed him from place to place they would not leave him alone they were hollering charges against him and they wanted other people to hate him as they did it was vital to them that other people hate him he was righteous but the words of the enemy convinced many people that indeed Paul was evil and because of the hateful accusations, because he was teaching things that would interfere with their lives or keep them from doing what their evil hearts wanted to do, Paul was beaten, stoned, thrown out of towns, put in prison, brought before the courts, this righteous, holy man. How did he keep going with all of that going on? Well, here it is, is: Second Corinthians 5.14. For the love of Christ constrains me. For the love of Christ constrains me. Now, what did he mean by that? Is he saying, I love Christ so much that I just want to serve him? That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is so much better. It isn't Paul's love for Christ that compels him. It's Christ's love for Paul that compels him to do all these difficult things. God loves me so much. He's forgiven me so much. He's with me all the time. And because of that, I will stand strong whatever comes against me. I can't stop serving because God loves me. I don't know how my life will end, but I know this. At the end, it will ever be true. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. Can you get it? Can you pick it up just a little bit in your heart? Why is it so much better to focus on Christ's love for me than my love for Christ? Here's why, and it's sad. Because my love for Christ, and I hope that it's high, but I'm going to be the first to acknowledge to you that my love for Christ fluctuates are you shocked you know my love it's not plateaued and awesome and staying in there every day of my life it's just not but I want to tell you something God's love for me is always maximum it never changes isn't that wonderful to know I, I'm persuaded that nothing will be, ever be able to separate me from the love of God because his love is like that it's not gonna happen a well, while ago we sang, imagine an ocean's full of ink, all the oceans, and we sang it like this. this. This lyricist had this. Could we with ink the oceans fill? And were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill? And every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain those oceans dry. How could the scroll contain the whole stretched from sky to sky that person that wrote that had glimpsed the love of God in a way that I'm afraid I never have but I want to I've been praying differently because because of what I've been hearing lately and knowing we live in a crazy world God's love is solid does that comfort you I hope that it will you're loved you're loved that we could just comprehend it, always present, never stopping, never changing. We can't begin to love God right until we grasp how much he loves us. Every person needs a constant refreshing of the reality, of the immutability, the non-changing love of God. I can experience Father's love for me, in me, over me, under me, in front of me, behind me. I'm covered in that love, that precious, precious love. This was a massive thing in David's life. And as long as David glorified in the fact that God absolutely loved him, David walked right. He'll only fall when he focuses on his love for himself. Right? Do you understand that? That's when he'll fall. Keeps his eyes on God. What is the opposite of love? Well, we see it around us today, don't we? It breeds. It grows. We look at all the hate groups and wonder what in the world is going to happen to us. (laughs) Can I just say we saw it for a minute in David's brothers? They couldn't speak civilly to him. Remember that? They hated him. Our little brother anointed king instead of one of us. Fat chance he'll ever arrive there. I don't believe it. They were jealous. See, nothing justifies hatred. Nothing he could do would make them love him. Hatred is always a choice. There's there's a verse in Genesis 37 that said, Joseph's brothers hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. That hatred wasn't just, we're not going to buy you a birthday present. That hatred was, we have so much hatred for you that we want you dead. Ugly words breed hatred. You hear me? Ugly words breed hatred. Joining with companions that hate makes you hate more. How does a nation stop hatred? It's a plague that spreads and spreads. How do we combat it? Only with love. Only with love. We can't do it with hatred. We can't do it with ugly words. We can only do it with love. We can only love our ens- our enemies as we understand, I don't deserve God's love either, but he loves me anyway. I can love because I am loved. So two verses here of another song because it says it so so well. Listen for love. See from his head, his hands, and his feet that sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did ever such love and sorrow meet our thorns composed so rich a crown? If the whole realm of nature was mine, it would be a present way too small because love so amazing, love so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. We can say with Paul, the love of God constrains me. Now, I want to give you an assignment this week. May I do it? At least one time, get on your knees, and I want you to tell God how much he loves you. He already knows, but I want you to know. Will you do that this week? Get on your knees and just say, Oh, God, you love me so much. You did this, you did this, you did this. I got started on that prayer and like to never quit because I couldn't run out of things he did to show me his love. I couldn't shut up. I bet his ears were tired do that for me will you because it will change some things in you i need to do it often because unfortunately that fluctuation i'm talking about i learn a lesson and then i forget but god has a way of bringing me right back to it praise his name we just stay close we just stay close all right uh we are going to go ahead and go in the other room after just a prayer and for those of you that are here first the first time we have some new first people We go this way and get some goodies, and then we go this way and eat them.